Saving Rhett Butler. So how long did you say you have been having this dream? The doctor flexed his fingers and leaned forward, his voice low and controlled. Lena wriggled uncomfortably. She could feel the perspiration seeping through her dress, and she was conscious of her thighs sticking to the large leather chair. She felt like a fly on a microscope, having its wings torn off piece by piece. Hitler. He looks like Adolf Hitler, Lena thought. I've been having them for about a year now. And always the same one? Well, like I say, it varies a little, but usually it's the same. Tell me about it. How does the dream start? Lena sat back and closed her eyes. She found it easier with her eyes closed. There were too many distractions in the office, like the large mirror in front of her. It forced her to confront her large, ungainly body, lank, mousy brown hair and sallow skin. She certainly couldn't look at herself while she recounted her dream. The dream? How does it start? The repeated question was gentle, but penetrating. There was an edge of irritation in the voice. His hands splayed so that his neatly manicured fingers touched. Applying pressure, he began a light isometric exercise. With eyes tight shut, Lena swallowed before replying. I need a minute to get back into it. And how do you do that, Lena? What is it that you think about that starts the dream off? I imagine myself with long blonde hair. He looked surprised, but before he could ask her another question, she went on quickly. It always starts off the same way. I'm standing on the last rung of a sweeping staircase. Why? Why are you there? I don't know, but it's night and I'm not exactly... Frightened? Anxious? Agitated? Apprehensive? He began tapping his pen, eager to write. A large, elaborate A began to form at the top of the page. Would he go through the alphabet? Almost mesmerised, Lena tried to think of a word beginning with B to describe her feelings. Bewitched, bothered, bewildered. Ah, yes, the song. She began to hum. Then she went on with her list. Beguiled, bemused. Lena, are you listening? The doctor put the pen down, disappointed. We'll explore your feelings another time. Go on. Where had you been before you stood at the bottom of these stairs? He rattled something in his pocket. Keys? Keys meant doors. Locked doors. Or cars. Cars meant freedom. I've been somewhere. Somewhere nice. Lena looked at the big clock on the wall. Fifteen minutes to four. Fifteen minutes to freedom. Lena stopped for a moment to swallow again. This was the difficult part. It was the probing, 
personal things she hated most. I'm wearing a... Uh... She swallowed nervously. This was very personal. She hesitated. I'm dressed up fancy. It's a red peignoir. What? A peignoir. It's a type of... Yes, yes, I know. A nighttime ensemble of a nightgown and robe, usually made out of very flimsy material. Opened her eyes quickly, daring him to laugh at her. But he too had his eyes closed, and there was a dreamy smile on his face. Tap, tap. His fingers were drumming on the desk. Tap, tap. It may not be a peignoir. It may simply be a red dance dress because I'm also wearing red high-heeled shoes, red shoes, very high heels, and red stockings. Lena delivered the last remark firmly. She watched the doctor's face. First, surprise. Then the smile hovered again. Interesting. Stockings, you say? Not tights? She nodded, gaining confidence Lena rummaged in her bag. She pulled out a red patent leather shoe with a high stiletto heel. Incongruous in her clumsy hands and she began to ram it back into her bag, embarrassed and confused. Let me see, please. Dr. Durf put the keys down and extended his hand. She handed the slim-fitting shoe over the desk and he examined it seriously before putting it down carefully between them. Do you normally wear shoes like this, Lena? No, no, they're not mine. They belong to my sister. My younger sister, Susie. I just bought them out to show you. And what about the stockings and the peignoir? Do you have those with you too? She shook her head. Susie was at least four dress sizes smaller than her, and such a garment would barely go over her head. And as for tights, Lena thought of her sister Susie, the pretty sister. Sharon was the clever one, and she was the fat one. But it was Susie who had complained to Mum that Lena called out in her sleep, waking up hot and sweaty, disoriented, excited. Susie, who said she wanted to help, then left her to confront this ordeal alone. Go on with the dream. Tell me more. Chink. Chink. The doctor's hand was in his pocket, playing with the keys again. Well, like I say, I'm standing at the bottom of a grand staircase and someone comes to talk to me. A man or a woman? I don't know. Yes, I do. A man. Anything special about him? Well, he's... Big, strong, and he has been dancing too because he's wearing a dinner suit. He's... Yes, he's what? He's very handsome. The doctor walked over to the back wall where his collection of books was stored in strict alphabetical order. His hand rested for a moment on Jung's anima and animus and then back to the F's, hovering by the outline of psychoanalysis. He finally took down an old, battered copy of Freud's Interpretation of Dreams. He brought it back to the desk and began flicking through it as he was talking. You see, Lena, 
What you have told me fits into these classic textbook concepts of personality disorders. Sigmund Freud believed that our psychological life can be classified by three levels of consciousness, in particular the domain of the unconscious. The doctor's voice began to drone into a lecture tone as he covered familiar topics and familiar pathways, keys and pens forgotten. The unconscious mind may be expressed in disguised or symbolic forms, especially when there are anxieties in the conscious domain. It is possible for frustrations to manifest themselves into sexual or aggressive representations. Dreams are a form of releasing tensions by way of wish fulfillment. We call it displacement. Coming out of his rhetoric, he looked at Lena directly. Now let us think about your dream. You say that you are dressed in a very revealing outfit, a red outfit, associated with wantonness. And you have changed your hair to blonde, a hair colour associated with sexuality. Once more, Lena found herself squirming in the chair, like a naughty schoolgirl being found with dirty pictures. The doctor, now warming to his subject, was unrelenting. The keys were now lying idle on the desk. There are two considerations here. Perhaps you have adopted this identity as a direct response against your own frigidity. It is an unconscious urge to display more overt signs of availability to the opposite sex. Lena's mind drifted. The large wall clock showed five minutes to four. Just a few more minutes and the session would be over. 300 seconds, 299, 200 and... My analysis is based on the fact that you say you find yourself hovering on stairs, being harassed by a large man, a man you have described as the personification of masculinity. However, the fact that you are waiting for him strongly suggests that you are aware that in life you are unable to attract this man in the conscious state. Lena found herself clenching her hands. Perhaps the clock is slow, she thought desperately, sneaking a look at her watch. No, watch and wall clock were synchronised to the second. Then again, the fact that these clothes are associated with your sister suggests a deep sibling rivalry. What colour hair does your sister have? Lena thought of Susie's gleaming blonde curls, like a halo, and aura round an angel. Angels were dead. She's, um, fair. Fair hair. She confided reluctantly. The doctor smiled at the success of his deductions as he leaned towards her, the thin smile patronising and insulting in its casual condemnation. The keys were out of his pocket, back in his hands. Chink, chink. So it fits, you see. The dreams may be explained easily by Freud's theory of cathexis, which deals with a driving action or image which will gratify a desire. All classic and all easy to fix, my dear. First, we will treat you for your frigidity your jealous tendencies and your anger. Your description of the red shoes is highly indicative that you are carrying a great deal of trapped anger. 
and we must let that anger out by way of regular therapy. By now, Lena was slumped low in the chair, tight tears welling behind her eyes and a deep constricting pain beginning to course in her chest. She felt torn apart, open, with every little quirk and fancy exposed. Told she was frigid, when in fact every fibre in her heavy, lumpy body wanted to be loved and fondled, ravished. Told she was jealous, when she knew it was merely envy of her sister's beauty. Told she was angry. Of course she was angry. She was angry just being here. Wouldn't anybody be angry, having to come here and be humiliated? She broke out of her reverie to hear the single ping of the bell indicating the session was over. The doctor was looking at his watch and shuffling his papers. No, they were her papers. They were papers detailing her life, her dreams. Her anxieties. The papers went back into the folder so that they may be stored in a cupboard until next week when she would be dragged through this torment again. She stood up, extending her hand, not to shake his, as he thought, but to pick up the stiletto shoes still lying on the desk between them. Ah, yes, Lena. You must take that back and give it back to your sister. She may be going dancing this weekend. There it was again. Another wound. Her sister would look beautiful. Her sister would be in the arms of a handsome, virile man. Whilst she, she was doomed to the dark of the cupboard. No, you mustn't take it from me. She cried out as she pressed the stiletto to her body. He thought she meant the shoe and smiled again. You must not be so possessive, Lena. After all, it is only a shoe, and it isn't even yours. The snarl erupting in her body turned into a spasm of anger. It was not the shoe she meant. It was the dream. He was supposed to be a man of science, but he didn't understand. He was like that slut, Susie. He wanted to take away the dream, the precious dream. Didn't he realise it was all she had? She liked it, needed it. It allowed her a few brief moments to live voraciously as the slim, beautiful, sexual creature she knew herself to be inside. Lunging over the desk, she jabbed the thin, pointed heel once, twice, three times into the soft flesh of his belly. He backed away in surprise and pain, his hand exploring the small gash that dispersed a small trickle of blood through his white shirt. What do you think you are doing? Crazy woman! Get out! Get out now, before I call security! I can't let you kill my dream. I need him. I love him. He's not Scarlet's. He's mine! Mine! Lena looked at the blood for a moment, transfixed. It was such a beautiful colour. The colour of the red peignoir. Crimson, vibrant, the colour of wantonness, or of anger, he had said. Slowly she walked round the desk, the shoe held high, 
He was still whimpering over the small injury, his hands pressed against himself with the lovely red blood oozing out between his fingers. He looked up at her as she towered over him, her large awkward frame moving in a smooth flowing motion as her arm came down, his bald head, his eye, his neck, each thrust left its mark, a little trickle of blood, a little trickle of anger. She picked up the folder, the folder that had her life inside, the life he wanted to put into a dark cupboard. She carefully put it into her bag. The doctor's moans receded as she walked down the corridor, clutching the red stiletto to her. But as she gained the exit, she threw it from her, back down the corridor. She didn't need it. She had the dream. She patted the folder in her bag. She had read. You have been listening to Saving Rhett Butler. Written and produced by Brianda Cross and performed by Wendy Kemp as the narrator, Toby Chittenden as Dr. Duerth, and Sarah Pachel as Lena. If you have enjoyed this performance, please go to fastfictionpodcast.com for more information about our actors and perhaps consider giving us a review on iTunes or your podcast listening platform. Thank you.